listening to Dear Wayne State with Frankie and Kristen. Hi. Hello, everyone. What's shaking? Hello, hello. How are we doing? It's Kristen. And Frankie. And Cedric. Today, we have Cedric on the podcast. Yes. Thank you for being here, Cedric. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Um, Can you start off by telling us your full name, a little bit about you for anyone who doesn't no. Yeah. Uh, and what what do you do? Okay, for sure. So my name is Cedric Mutabi. I'm not going to give you my full legal because um, I don't know who's listening. But <laughs> um, Cedric Mutabi, I'm from Detroit, from the west side, Roseau Park. Um, I guess y'all want all the way back from high school or from my little or... The highlight reel. The highlight, like, highlight what, reel. Okay, yeah. for sure. What's for sure. interesting so about you? So first then... I was born. Well, before I was born, my parents, my parents, they immigrated here from Uganda in 1989. So for those of you who don't know where Uganda is, it is a small country right on the equator on the east side of Africa. Um, if you all have the, the pleasure of going to Africa, I do recommend traveling to Uganda. It is the pearl of Africa. It actually has that, mm. that name of being the pearl. It has the cleanest air in the world. Fun fact. Um, no way. Yes, fun fact. You can look it up. I learned that like three years ago. That's cool. Yeah, so came here in 89. I had myself in um, 98, um, middle child of three. So growing up, um, played a lot of sports, football and basketball, all the way up through high school. Went to UD Jesuit um, and decided to come to Wayne State. So I was admitted into the Wayne Med Direct program, which is a eight-year scholarship through Wayne's medical school. So um, my time here, they've been paying for my tuition, room and board, and Starting next year, I'll be going to Wayne State's medical school. So it's huge, huge for me because um, I've always wanted to become a physician. Um, and kind of with this opportunity from Wayne State um, has allowed me to, to start on that path. So just graduated um, actually two weeks ago. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Um, I graduated a year early, though. So right now, um, trying to figure out what I'm doing with the year. I have a few things lined up. Um, I really want to travel. really want to to get out and see a lot of this this big world. Yeah, so, you're going on a trip. Going on trips, yes. To China. China, yes. China, okay. yes. So I'm going I don't in. know why I said China so slow, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure China's the only country that starts with CA. <laughs> Czechoslovakia. Uh, Czechoslovakia. That, that starts like you, with a CZ. Oh, okay. I feel like you remember that, though. China like, or Czechoslovakia? Czechoslovakia. I feel yeah. like that's like, oh, you're going there. Like, I don't know. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't Czechoslovakia. know. Yeah. If you are, write us on the Instagram. Write us on the Instagram. Oh, it's Friday. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It's Tuesday. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, you're going to China. Yes, I'm going to Nanjing. Going there, okay. studying Eastern medicine. Super excited. Oh, amazing. What? I know. What? I know. I have like, no idea. Uh, you're going to come back and teach us about acupuncture. Yes, acupuncture. And and yes, yeah. all Okay, I'm excited. What yeah. kind of doctor do you want to be? I have no idea. Okay. That's the, that's the cool part is yeah. you get to go and find out. So start this. Yeah, I know. That's so, I thought you were just going to hang out. Oh, no, no. So <laughs> like I'm going to China and I'm going to be a doctor there because I graduated a year so early. So what I plan on doing, <laughs> no, so what I plan on doing is I want to stay over there. Uh-huh. Um, so after the, like the study abroad ends, I'm planning on exploring. My one of my friends that's gonna be in Seoul, so potentially cool. going over there and kind of hanging out with him and seeing a little bit of the of like South Korea and uh, North Korea. Yep. I don't know if can you travel to that. 
Let's not put that on. I, know you. I think so, it would be South, South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. South Korea. Because I don't know. I think it yeah. might be a little bit uh, dangerous to travel to North, to, North, yeah. to North Korea. I didn't even know so. you could get there from the U.S. You know there's some places that. You have to use. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I'm going to say maybe, maybe not. But if you do, come back and tell us all about your experience. I'd love to know what all of Korea is like in China. So if we can do a follow-up one day. Yeah, when you come back. I'd love to be back. Let's do that. And I can teach you about all the Eastern medicine I learned. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I I went to Thailand to visit a friend. And when I came back, I had stopped in uh, Beijing. And there was a, before I got off the plane, there was a video. And it was like, if you cough or sneeze or seem sick at all we're gonna put you in the quarantine until we deem you not sick and immediately during the video i started sneezing because i was like nervous yeah (laughs) you psyched yourself i was like i'm sick (laughs) i have the black lung i'm never gonna be gone did people start looking at you no i wasn't a robot myself oh so you're fine fine, they didn't quarantine you they definitely didn't quarantine you i wouldn't be here today (laughs) uh so cedric you're kind of known for being this very successful, involved mm-hmm. student on campus. You're involved with, like, Warrior VIP, the Brotherhood. Uh, is there anything else that you're specifically in? MedDirect? Yeah, CPR. But, um, CPR Challenge. Yes, absolutely. Um, Thank you for Dinner for Winners. Dinner for Winners. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of a lot. I kind of, I don't know how we've been able to do all of that. But, yeah. Um, Plus, you're, like, a nice, you're, like, a nice guy. Oh, thank you. You're very nice. You're a very nice guy. I'm always impressed by how you know uh, everyone's name. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. It's a very Mm -hmm. small thing to a lot of people, but it makes a big impact when you're talking to everyone and you you know their name. If you've met them once, you acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal because I really believe relationships with people is everything. Mm -hmm. And everything else that comes up professionally and socially that's second, but the true success really comes from building, I think, oh, relationships, strong foundation. So one of like anticipating this meeting and this kind of talking to you today, what I wanted to know is like for someone who's a, a young person and so involved in all of these different organizations and on campus, like where does that openness and like confidence come from for you? Um. That's a good question. Um, I think kind of early on, like my parents really, they, they really stressed that part of kind of being authentic and kind of being present in wherever you're at. So from from an early age, like I know my mom, she's a nurse and she, she'd always be working the late night shift. So mm-hmm. she'd be, she'd be super tired when she come back and you can, you can see it. But one thing she'd always make it a point to do uh, was to spend time with us. So whether it was just an hour um, in between before we went to school or an hour after we got back and she's about to leave for work, but you can still see she's tired. Um, she'd always make that sacrifice for spending that time with us. And that's something I really treasure. So mm-hmm. I know that for me, no matter what I'm doing, I always try to make sure that no matter who it is, I'm always present in that moment to make sure that I'm like, I'm recognizing them or I'm acknowledging their, their being and they're actually being present too. So, mm-hmm. and I know that that goes a long way. I know Definitely. a lot of people, I, I know myself even at times can feel like, um, like we're navigating this world, you can tell, you can feel isolated, you can feel alone. You have those days where it's like, dang, like, is anybody even seeing me today? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to say, have somebody say hello to you. Yeah. Um, like it's those small things that can really brighten somebody's day. So if I can be that light in somebody's day, um, why not? Like yeah. it's, it's so cheap. Like it doesn't cost Let you anything. Pray. 
Oh, it doesn't cost you money, but... I know, you have a big feeling. I'm taking notes like I'm in soul school today, I feel like. I'm learning, so I'm learning. You went to a small school, right? Oh, yeah. Like high school? I mean, how many graduated? 177. Smallish. Yeah, smallish, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not small in comparison to Frankie and my school. Well, my graduating class was about 99 or something. It was about the same. Do you think that going to a small high school made it easier in college to like really try and get to know everybody or do you think that had nothing to do with it no i think so too i mean i went to so went to uud and i know out of my graduating class like i could i can name everybody like even though it's 177 people i can go down the line i can tell you oh he's from he's from southfield i can know he plays on a baseball team so you kind of get to know and build that relationship and rapport with a lot of people and I, I do think it contributes to that i don't think i can name everyone in my graduating class no. <laughs> when i graduated in 26 so that is i'm just amazed because yeah. i was i was really involved in high school mm-hmm. i was on every club if not leading clubs i was on sports teams and by the time i got to college i was exhausted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i i really felt like i wanted to take a back seat because i was someone who was really overwhelmed by being um a small fish in a big mm-hmm. pond and that's how i felt when i got to college and I had a, a more negative mindset about it, I think, where I was like, you know what? Everyone seems so outgoing. Everyone seems like they want to be in the driver's seat. I'm just going to take a back seat and mm-hmm. observe. And I got a little bit stuck there. Mm-hmm. So do you have advice for students who maybe feel like they're overwhelmed by the college experience and there's so many people maybe they have imposter syndrome maybe they think Mm -hmm. that people can do what I do better already so why should I even try or they're intimidated by their professors like what would you tell younger me (laughs) (laughs) not not, not what would you tell younger yes So do you have some advice for me, <laughs> dear Alan? No, I think that's real. I think that's I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I think that's something I struggle with as well. Um, I know, like I said, sometimes I do get the rep. I, I think I do get the rep of this guy who seems to um, not necessarily have it all together, but like you like you mentioned, have that confidence in knowing um, and kind of whatever whatever it is that I'm doing. But there's a lot of times in there's not a lot of people notice about me. I do have like I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I have like I really don't like talking to people. Like mm-hmm. I know it's kinda shocking. Like I've seen like talking with a guy, but mm-hmm. like talking to people is, is overwhelming to me sometimes and having to be in those situations and um having to like sometimes people put that I don't say put that pressure on you, but they, they kind of expect you to, to take mm-hmm. that role of of being there to help the facilitator, to have that leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I can get overwhelming. I get overwhelming a lot of times. But um, for me, and what's kind of helped me is kind of knowing that, um, is knowing that the people around me and not, and not one of my good friends, Avery, he kind of helps me with this. Like anytime I kind of get in that spot, he knows, he knows when to kind of pull me out of it. And so I'm saying, it's kind of helped me to know when to pull myself out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just take kind of taking a step back. And um, even though it is time to take in the back seat, but it's it's kind of allowing things to happen as they are. And then you kind of find your, your meld in that. So whenever I get overwhelmed or I think that things are moving too fast or I kind of feel myself kind of getting lost in that, um, like I, I don't I, I take myself out of the situation in the sense I'm still there, but I, I kind of take a step back, take a few breaths um, and kind of think about um like why like why do i want to be here i kind of take things back to like my own purpose and, and things that i want to do 
um, because that's what drives me to continue to do the things that I do. So even when I have anxiety or when I'm thinking like um, this isn't for me, I kind of think back to like, why am I doing this in the first place? I think back mm-hmm. to my mom and think for all she sacrificed for me. And I think um, back to like my goal and my drive for being a physician and being in the healthcare field and to help it, like my population. So that's something that kind of gives me the energy or gives me back the, the courage to fight through the times where I'm struggling because like, that's my, that's my reason why. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So that, that kind of helps me in, in, in dealing with those situations sometimes. That's good. Yeah. Very mature. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wish that I could say the same. Like, I wish I could step into a situation and be like, yeah, just take a step back. And usually I'm like, yeah, I just freak out. I just unravel for about three hours and then just get my life together. After. Oh, no, it's definitely not that smooth. No, it's definitely not that smooth. Sometimes it involves yelling. And it's however you have that release, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having like a natural, healthy release to, to however you're feeling is right. important. For me, like that release like sometimes <clears throat> i just don't play basketball like mm-hmm. i'll be in a moment i'd say i kind of skip all this i go get my shoes from my room and i mm-hmm. and i go play it out because i know for me that's kind of like my environment of right. no matter what's going on um i forget everything like I, I'm, I'm just there just me and the guys playing basketball so mm-hmm. having that space where you can go and just kind of clear your mind it's, it's it's important and your brother played basketball from wayne state right he did yes he did cool so do you schedule time every day for, because I know you're, you're very busy, uh, studying, like, really, um, co- like, complex course material and involved in all of these extracurricular activities. So do you schedule time for you every day? Oh, yeah, you have to. I have to. No, I have to. Um, for me, my time is in the morning. So in the morning, I have kind of like a 30-minute window where, like, I wake up, I set my alarm, I wake up, but I set it 30 minutes before I have to, to get up to do anything. So, I usually go into the gym in the morning. Before I go, I sit there and kind of just, like, I just, I'm just there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not thinking about anything I have to do. I'm not thinking about my day. I'm just kind of, like, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And in that time, sometimes thoughts will come to your head. And I guess it's kind of similar to mindfulness of just kind of just being present. But I just kind of sit there and, and whatever comes to my head, I let it come but then I let it pass because then there can be so many things that like, I know I have these deadlines. I know I have class, I have tests, um, especially during the time of the MCAT. It was kind of like super stressful. Cause that's did you like, already take the MCAT? I did. I took it in March. Bye. In the oh middle gosh. of the semester. In the middle of the semester. What? Wow. I know. And I was yeah. like, the month before, I was, that was like the whole dinner for dinner winners. Dinner for winners. Yeah. So like every day, every week we had the, the dinner event and I'm like sitting here like, Yo, I don't know if this is the best idea right. like, taking the MCAT, but um, <laughs> still managed to do well. I was like, gonna I, say, did you do okay? Oh yeah, no idea. I did exactly what I needed to. That's so, good. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. Lord. Definitely don't recommend that. Um, but it really came down to, and I guess this will kind of talk about what we talk about. Um, kind of leadership and teams. A lot of what I do isn't alone. Right. Like, I, I don't do anything by myself. When we right. talk about the brotherhood with dinner for winners. Pretty much when it got to that point of the dinners, it was just me showing up, right. eating and making sure everybody was, was having a good time. Cool. So the, all of that work, kind of setting it up with stuff that was happening last semester, it was happening right. in January. Right. But by that time when I know I had to really lock in for the MCAT, like my guys understood and a lot of them stepped up, like yeah. Kamali and Miles, Damon, yeah. a lot of these guys who are now um, like in our presidents and our e-boards now, yeah. um, they're the people who stepped up and they, they saw like, yo, like this is important, this is for your future. 
and this is something you already worked hard on the the front end for, so we can take this. That's cool. Uh, so that was like having having really good people who um, can work with you and kind of knowing how they work and them knowing how you work. Um, that's been crucial this this semester. Right. Because man, mm-hmm. that, it's it's been a busy semester. And then a week after that, I had the health equity conference. Um, that we're still putting together. So it was like wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly oh my god. Chairs. Yeah. So, I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, but I got it now. Yeah, yeah. it was it was busy. That's so crazy. crazy. That's so crazy. But you have and you have really good friends too. Yeah. I mean, like I don't know them personally, obviously, but um, you had a couple. I think they're your roommates. They were up here once, and they were just really like seem really supportive of you, but also like had their heads on straight. Mm. And that's so important to have good friends when you're trying to like. When everybody has goals and everybody's trying to create a life for themselves, it's so good to have people around you that are like, yeah, let's do this. Instead of people that are like, yeah. no, I think I'm just going to like watch Law & Order for the next three <laughs> days. So thanks. Bye. Yeah. A positive support network, a team. Like Those can still be your friends. But <clears throat> you, are, it's so hard because your friends have to be positive. And like giving you positive energy and a positive space to, to work in mm-hmm. also. Like socially, yet that's important for friendship. But I think when you're you're being productive and you're elevating and you're constantly growing, you need friends also who are gonna be supportive too. And knowing that those relationships are healthy, that's not always very easy. Mm-hmm. But I think Wayne State's really lucky for that because we have a lot of network of support we really value working in teams whether you're a student or a staff member mm-hmm. there's somebody who wants to put you in contact exactly. with, with a good community of support for you mm-hmm. um and just asking i think is the first step yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah you know shout out yeah, those are my roommates those are my longtime friends yeah. from high school. Yeah, shout out avery and sean they like when it comes to a lot of the things that we do even though they're not involved with with everything, like, mm-hmm. it'll be times where I'm like, oh, I'm in class. I need y'all to drop this off for this event. Like, they'll drop whatever they're doing and, and, go, and, so go, cool. and go do it. That's so cool. Like, Amazing. Bring them by. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> My for college sure. friends. I mean, I love, I, I, a lot of people listen to this podcast. And so, I like, I have had friends from, like, first grade that are still my friends. And I love them. And we're really close. My college girlfriends were are the ones that I'm really, really close with. Yeah. And it's such a it's such a crazy thing. My grandma always told me she's like, you know, your college girlfriends will be the ones that will follow you for like those will be your friends forever. And I was like, no, I already have my friends forever. <laughs> and like she was right. I mean, I sometimes get stuck. I like get pigeonholed in things. And I'm like, bah, I don't know what I'm doing. And those are the people that I call. And I'm like, hey, uh, listen, I need some help. So I think that's really good that you have that. And friends are so important. I don't know what I do without my friends. Do you think it's cause like? people have matured by that point? Or do you think it's just like, oh, we're in college, this is the time to form these like Why do you think that's so? I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of growth that happens in college, like emotional growth. Would you agree? I, I do, uh, for a lot of different reasons. I always feel like I've been a late bloomer. I've always wanted to be very young, and I never wanted to grow up, even Same. when I was 
small. I used to cry on birthdays. So, I, <laughs> I used to cry. But I used to, I mean, still cry. This is probably like really outdated, but you know, like the Toys R Us commercial when yes. they're like, I don't want to grow up on yeah, Toys R Us. Yeah. I would like cry at that. <laughs> I know, it gets so emotional. I'd be so upset, like, I tell my mom, I'm never moving out. That's all right. Never moving out. Because what was my favorite show in a different, a different world? I love A Different World, world is such gosh. a good show. It's my favorite. I love the idea of going to college and being independent and having friends and being passionate about like one subject area and mm. focusing on that. Right. But at the same time, leaving home kind of destroyed me a little bit, it, yeah. like the idea of that. And I think I got to college and I was overwhelmed. We've talked about this by right. homesickness, but also being really passionate about drama and theater and meeting people who are also really passionate about that. When you choose to go to a place and you invest in it, and there's people there who have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really strong connection. You're right. And you're all trying to figure out not only classes and how to study in your profession, but socially, like, who am I and how do I fit in this school, but this community and this world? Mm -hmm. Like, those are such big questions that you're supposed to be looking into mm -hmm. that I think you just kind of naturally gravitate and meet people who have a lot of commonalities with you that you didn't get an opportunity to meet before right. when you're in high school. Mm -hmm. And I think college is a really unique environment, a really special environment, mm -hmm. and that's why I just want to make it better for everybody. <laughs> better for everybody. <laughs> you kind of answered this a little bit, but um, just so we are like, it's a clear question, is like mm -hmm. balance. So we talked a lot. You do a lot of things on campus and just in life and with the community. Um, and I think there are a lot of mm -hmm. students whoops, in the world that do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, how do you like make it all work and get good grades and still have time for your friends and so for me, um, like scheduling, that's kind of been like the biggest piece for me. So in high school, like I, I really didn't do, I didn't do much in high school. Like I played sports, but um, playing sports and still having like a rigorous um, science schedule, it kind of forced you to, to make sure that whenever you're doing something, you're doing it like at 100% so that you're not um, lingering off and to like make sure it's not going on longer than it needs to. So um, we'd have like, I'll work out in the morning, so we'd have to wake up at, like, 5.45 to get to school by yeah. 6.30, so we can work out from mm -hmm. 6.30, 7.30, and then have time to shower before, before school starts. So we'd have that, and then... Shower, who needs it? And yeah. then after school, we have, like, a three-hour <laughs> football practice. So it's like you have these super long days, um, but mind you, you're still in school, and you right. still have to, to maintain good grades. So since that, I've always had to make sure that whatever I'm doing is... I'm doing it, getting out the way, moving on to the next thing, whether it's classwork or whatever. So coming into to college, I realized that I had so much more time. Like those hours that I'm not practicing and then those hours that I'm not being tired from practicing, um, I now translated that to like my other passions, um, but still kind of maintaining that same rigor in my schedule in terms of right, when I'm studying, I'm not... I'm not on Twitter at the same time. When I'm studying, I'm not texting at the same time. So I kind of just sit down for an hour and a half. And, and that is just being, like, totally present in what you're doing. You're you, you have to. Oh, you have to. Not the gym. I am uh, It's just taking me back. I'm trying to meditate more and mm -hmm. be in the moment mm -hmm. more. And this is all, like, really resonating mm -hmm. with me. Because I didn't do this when I was. I was so mm -hmm. caught up in tomorrow mm -hmm. and five years from now. Yeah. 
that I was slipping at things in front of me and I didn't realize it. I didn't see it. I was so focused on dating. Like Yeah. I was just about to say, you. I'm pretty sure while I was studying for finals my senior year, I was also on Tinder, so mm-hmm. it's not just appropriate. Two, oh, so you can't so you I know. Too focused on that. And yeah. it really said I always tell everyone, don't do what I did and I tell them the story mm-hmm. of me and <laughs> tell them the story of the me. Story of me focusing too much on that and mm-hmm. I'm just this is so great. I'm so glad you're telling students oh, as someone who's actually going through it right yeah, now. Because sure. I always sound like I'm finger wagging at people with a, <laughs> like a cane and a rugger. Yeah. Like, don't do it. And it doesn't come across no. as well. So this is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I often give like this, this kind of analogy. Because when, like, when I go to concerts, I'll see people like recording the, the concert on their phone. Right. And like for me, I'm like, I feel like that's so stupid. Because it's right. like, all right, you're not even looking at the... You're looking at it through your phone, so when you go back and think about this experience, okay, you may have saved it for later, but you weren't there in the first right, place. Right, right. Like, you're not you're not actually there enjoying it fully, so I think um, I apply that to a lot of things, if not everything in my life, of, all right, because you're here in this moment now, that really entails you being fully present, mm-hmm. like, and not just your mind and, like, the physical aspect of it, but... Just all of your attention. So mm-hmm. I kind of applied that to my academics, um, but also like my life overall. So it kind of allowed me to be able to maintain and balance everything. And then when I talk about having the, the right support system, like nothing that I do is alone. So mm-hmm. when it comes to the CPR challenge, like we trained over a thousand people at Wayne State. Like I've probably trained like 50 of those people. Mm-hmm. It just came from people, other people who are passionate. So being able to tap into other people's passions, I think is, is another huge part. Um, especially when it entails your own passion. You find people who have like something similar that they love, and mm-hmm. then I just ride that energy together. So right. um, because of that, I've been able to um, fortunately be able to, to balance a lot of things and being able to um, kind of work in making that change that I've always wanted to. So That's cool. You have talked a little bit about your, your parents and how they really set you up to to appreciate being in the moment and a lot of these ideas um, that you carry with you. It, are there like other role models or people that kind of inspire you to, to grow in oh, this yeah, way? Yeah, for sure. So our parents are like, they're like the biggest ones for sure. Shout out to them. Cause they're, they're gems. I, mm-hmm. I, I would not be here today without them. Happy Mother's Day Happy to your Mother's mother. Day Happy to Mother's Day to your mom. mom. I, know, I hope yeah. she's not listening because I still have to get her a gift. But, um, well, no, by this time, <laughs> that this is out, you will have, have gotten her a gift. So I'll, I'll, I will have gotten her You're welcome <laughs> for the gift at this <laughs> point. <laughs> you're it was beautiful. She's going to love it. She's going to love it. Um, so them, my older brother for sure, He's um he's always been... Um, not just a positive figure, but a role model in the sense mm-hmm. of being able to navigate his own way and to kind of create um, his own passions and turn them into reality. So um, being that we're two years apart, we've always been super competitive with each other, and I've always gotten kind of like that comparison with him. Yeah. Um, it's all, you have big shoes to fill. I'm like, Ooh, come on, oh, let's wow. do it. I know. So, But I always took it as a challenge of, sure. all right, let's, let's see what I can do. Um, but he's always been somebody who, He's always stood up for his own values and somebody who's kind of taught me to stay true to who I am. Super genuine dude. Um, right now, actually, he's going to Florida to get his master's in sports management. So, okay. cool. Um, t- killing the game, just finishing with the NCAA. So him um, coming, 
into college, Latonya Garrett is um, being a, a really big role model of mine and mm-hmm. mentor. Same, yeah. everybody. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we all have that same feeling. Same. Oh my yeah. goodness. Latonya, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she has like her own fan group right here. I'll tell you, she's, yeah. she's amazing. She is. She she's really amazing. is. She's so awesome. We need to have her on the podcast. Oh, please. I thought y'all would have her on before me. <laughs> Seriously. Well, we we have to stand in line. We've okay. talked about it. She's I'm not going to lie. She's, she's super amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's talking about a, another person who manages to to maintain everything. You know, she DJs yeah. on the side. Yeah. She does so much and does, does. it all eloquently and, and well. And that's another thing that um, I've been able to kind of learn from her is, is one, the one thing, this is kind of like my first, my first sign is um, I was writing an email. No, she sent an email and I read it. I was CC'd and I'm like, how do you get it to sound so eloquent? Oh like, my gosh, her emails, her emails are, are perfection. Yes. I, and, that's, and that's one thing I'm like, if anything, after these four years of knowing you, like that's what I want to be able to do that. And then yes. last, not last week, a couple months ago, um, I was working with a student and I was helping to connect them with the resource on campus. He was yeah. like, yo, your email sounds fire, dog. Oh. How did you write that? I'm like, thank you, Latonya. Oh, right, think, she's like your little think, email <laughs> guardian, guardian <laughs> angel. I think yeah. I'm developed it. No, I just, yeah, it just sounds, <laughs> I'm telling you. I wish people could see <laughs> you right now. I'm clapping silently and crying. Because I want charm lessons i want that air of charm and when you make people feel so valued and important yes she she does that you do that yeah kristen does that that, it's so awesome um you know what i often think about okay this is so nerdy so just whatever (laughs) judge me i don't care did you guys ever see twilight or ever read the book Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah first there's, a, <laughs> there's a vampire in the little group. I think it's called a Cullen, maybe. Or Cullen. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it's mm-hmm. called. One of them, like, had the ability to, like, change the mood in the room. And oh, I wow. feel like there are people, like, in the world who just change the mood. And they don't change. They, like, lighten it. Like, when mm-hmm. they, all they have to do is walk in a room and you yeah. feel lighter. And that is, like, such a gift. And I think Latonia has that gift. Yeah. Like, when she just, like, sometimes I would be, like, freaking out about something. She would just say, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, you're right. It's all going to be okay. You know, me with big emotions. Yeah. It's all good. What are they called? There's there's light workers and there's energy vampires. Oh. That's how I... That's how No one wants to be that. Do you ever watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows TV oh. show? There's an energy vampire on that TV show, and his name is Colin Robinson. And of course it is. He works in an office that's all gray with all cubicles, oh, and he spends geez. the entire day just going up to different people in the office and being like, I don't know what he says, but it's something about... Hey, can you help me with this? I'm having a really hard time, and uh, my dog is sick, and my mom Aww. is calling me nuts out. And he never stops, but he <sighs> feeds off of other oh. people's energy because oh he's God. just a generally negative person. So I try not to be a Colin Robinson. But shout out to the Colin Robinsons to, in the world. To, <laughs> change your lifestyle. The air is human. Uh, but yeah, she's a, she's a light giver, I think for sure. Uh, other people? Sorry. Oh, yeah. I kind of um, cut you off of Latonya. No, 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 no,
wasn't directly in my life. Um, granted, he was still back in Uganda, and then there was the, I would say the, like the language barrier was my grandfather on my, on my mother's side. So mm-hmm. he's been, um, I just kind of hearing stories about him and, and hearing a, a lot of what he's did for um, not only his own family and the, the village, but um, kind of like the region itself. Uh, he's actually the first person to, to have a car in his village and he kind of brought electricity in a sense. And a lot of these things are kind of transformed. These are like rural villages out right. um, out far away from the city. So a lot of these things at that time, especially when he was growing up, um, it wasn't present. Right. Um, so he kind of started this transformation. He, uh, he actually developed his own strain of potato, which was named after him. He uh, he built the first, he built like a church and like he, he like this huge advocate and this huge voice for the community. So um, cool. So just kind of hearing a lot of what he's been able to do. Um, I like to think that um, myself and my brothers have become like that manifestation of, of sure. kind of what he stood for. So Runs in your blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. What do you have a little? said about generational like innovation yeah. and his ideas. Like Black he, excellence. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's a generational thing for sure. Um, do you have a little brother or a little sister? I do, a little brother. Okay, uh, so three 15, boys. Three boys. Wow. I know, my mom loves it. She's, oh, good. Yeah, she You're all very tall, too, so I feel like you probably ate a lot. Yeah, yeah, we ate. Yeah. Um, we cut them out. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's like, why is there no field in the refrigerator? <laughs> Never food. Was it loud with three boys? <laughs> Was it loud? Um, yeah, I think when we were younger, when we got older, not so much, just because, like, we're playing sports so much, we never really much okay. in the house. Right. Um, when we got back, everybody was tired, so we uh, just kind of turned on TV. And That's great. <laughs> ate and went to sleep. I'm yeah. the oldest of five, and it was de- deafening. Wait, girls. So I'm the oldest of five. There's four sisters, and the youngest is a boy. Yeah. And one little brother. Oh, man. That boy. I don't, how did... How, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how to picture that. I, you'd have to ask him yeah. because I don't, I don't even know. There's 10 years between the oldest and the youngest. Yeah, which was which is great because we all learned so much about taking care of each other and family, and working with different personalities and dynamics in one house and sharing mm-hmm. bathrooms and bedrooms and space and time. But uh, it, a lot of it was a blur, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say though, when guys have sisters, um, they're really good to their future girlfriends. They are. I was and just thinking about that this morning. No, they are, and, yeah. it's, and you can really see the difference. You so really can. You just can. learn how to respect women. You learn how to um, like recognize like everything that that kind of goes with the relationship. And there's so much more. I mean, no offense. No, to, <laughs> but like just the thoughtfulness. Yeah. You know, there was um this this guy was talking about how he didn't have any sisters. He only had brothers, and so but he knew he recognized that like you did. And he's like, I want to learn more about, like, women. And so he started reading his all his mom's, like, magazines. So, like, Cosmo. <laughs> and, like, he's like, I want to know, like, what what frustrates women and, like, what makes them happy. And and he's, like, a really sweet guy. He, he like, is so, so good to his fiance. Amazing. I know. My husband didn't have, um, like, by, he had stepsisters, but not biological sisters growing up. And his favorite class, I thought always thought this was interesting, his most transformational class, his favorite class in university at Wayne State was women's literature. Mm. And he was a, a chemistry major. <laughs> but he Aww. always goes back and talks about how, yeah, he did. Did they read a lot of Jane Austen? I don't know. I think it was more modern. Okay. Contemporary. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more about... 
like modern feminism. That's legit. He, he still talks about it to this day, how, how transformational that was for him. Mm-hmm. I love the Yeah, you, my fiance is uh, the oldest of two boys, and they have a really, like, like a dude household. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say something, and I was like, well, this is public. But, yeah, they're just, like, real duty. And um, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, that is such a boy thing. He's like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even notice. So I'm like, <laughs> and we like I grew up really girl heavy like my mom my grandma my aunt my cousins all almost all of everybody's a girl but my no. dad grew up the oldest of three boys but, but everybody else yeah everybody else is girls a lot of girls we have one we have a couple boy cousins but I don't know anyway off the we went off yeah, the path I was, a little I was bit like, I don't know but um, we were just talking about who's influenced you and mm, yeah. I can't believe, yeah, you've done a lot of really awesome things on campus. What would you tell your, this is what we asked Sawa as well. Um, what would you tell your, uh, 18 year old self? Like coming in, were you 18? How old 17, are you? 17, 20 right now. You were 17. Then, okay. So what yeah. would you tell your 17 year old self? You're 20 years old. Yeah, it's 20. You're not 21 yet. Not 21 and yet. you've taken the MCAT and graduated I mean, college. I know, cool. it's kind of crazy. When I was 20, whoop. Well, life was a little yeah. interesting. Uh, but, okay, what would you tell your 17-year-old self, um, like, graduating high school? Mm, that's a good one. So, graduating high school. Uh, like, knowing what you know now. Know what I know now. Yeah. Anything at all. Anything at all. I don't think. See, I, I, re- I enjoyed it. Like, I, I really enjoyed the process. That's something that people always tell me, like, Man, you should enjoy it. Stop doing so much. But I really loved everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had fun. I got to travel. I went to, like, three different countries. Mm-hmm. I got to go to so many states just mm-hmm. kind of um, throughout college. Um, I guess I would say probably one thing is to to foster, like, my closer relationships even more. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's something you can always improve on. But I think especially through college. Um, there's a lot of chance to there's a lot of chances to make memories, um, which are lifetime memories. Um, but especially with those people who are going to be like your lifelong friends, aggressive, you don't know who they're going to be. But I think with um, a lot of people who I came in with, and a lot of the people who I did kind of meet through that first year, um, definitely cherishing and, and, and enjoying those even more than I did because college, college is something. Like there's college, this, is, college something. is something, and I think. Um, Granted, I did I did go through it fast. Granted, mm-hmm. I, I would have one more year, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like I had a full experience. Use your next experience. year as like counted as college. You're gonna be learning. This is true. No, this is true. You know, co- true. there's not any um, like there are so many ways to learn. I think mm-hmm. you should still count count this next year. It's, it's college. Yeah, the next two years, go for it. Can I give you one thing that I learned? Kind of. For me, I always learn the most when I'm writing. So my biggest like tip Ooh. for you would be to just journal like every day or once a week, mm-hmm. twice a week, whenever you feel like I feel anxiety too. When you get those moments and you mm-hmm. you're meditating, journal, write about what everything that happens. You're traveling, everything mm-hmm. you learn, the people you meet. Try to write it down and keep that book with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And that has been one of my biggest teachers and I continue to do that every day. Mm-hmm. That reminds me 
that is that. I think that's what I was talking about. So, because mm-hmm. I started, so I started a travel journal mm-hmm. for like all my trips. What I do is at the end of the day, I go in and kind of write. I pretty much try to summarize it, mm-hmm. um, but write out like like key points or key things that I pulled away. But I think, and that's what Latonia also told me too, is to start journaling. But mm-hmm. I wish I would have started it earlier. Like I started journaling like this past year a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but definitely capturing like everything, like mm-hmm. the goods, the bads, those those moments where you're like screaming into your pillow, yeah. like all those all those days. I wish I definitely wish I would have wrote it down. Mm-hmm. It's my friend. I keep it. I keep a journal on my desk every day and sometimes I don't pick it up for a month or two mm-hmm. and that's okay because you can always come back to it and it's not for anybody but me and I don't really intend for anyone else to read it unless right. someone finds it on a beach one day we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> that's how I imagine it being found <laughs> but it's just it's a really great outlet. I draw in it. Yeah. I write about, you know, different students that I've encountered. Everyone mm-hmm. teaches That's me something. Awesome. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I keep a notebook in my bag. Yeah. Because I just always like to. Yeah, it does help. And you can go back and look at it and think of, like, and read through things that you have been through. I like, like sometimes yeah. I'll go back and read stuff and I'm like, wow, I was really stressed out about that. And, like, look at how it worked out, yeah. you know? I would have forgotten about so many of my experiences if I didn't write them down. And I'm mm-hmm. really glad, like, I moved to, like, Subarc de Quebec for four months, and I taught up there. Mm-hmm. And I wrote about little moments that would happen or the way things smelled. Mm-hmm. And there are things I would have forgotten if mm-hmm. I didn't, if didn't write, it write it down. And you can't keep your whole life on Instagram. It's right. just, you that's not it. Those, those aren't your feelings. That's how you want to portray that's something. That's how you want the world to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not always your true feelings. Yeah, that's so true. But yeah, no, that's really good advice. Thank you. I'm ex- okay. I'm so excited to hear what happens in China. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, hey, I need back. I will, I will come. Listen, yeah, wait, can come. you vlog while you're there? That would be great. That is, okay, that's we'll something I really want to do too. I want, so I want to start this blog. It's going to be called, um, Said Says. Okay. Um, and I want it to be, I want it to have like my travels. I want uh. it to have, um, so the piece I kick it off with is kind of like, um, it's kind of like the trilogy. So okay. each year um, that I each year that I've been here at Wayne State, um, at the end, Latonia and I will have like a recap and we talk about like the biggest learning points. So yeah. the first year was like knowing how to say no. The second year was something else. The third year was something else. I'll have it in my journal, but I wanted to kick off my uh, my blog kind of with the trilogy that kind of talks about my own story through college sure. kind of narrating a lot of the pieces that a lot of people don't know about me mm-hmm. um but then I kind of go on and just kind of narrate just the different things that I think of or different pieces that I want to talk about but um that's something I want to kick off I that's think I'm gonna cool. do it this summer okay. I think I'm gonna do it this summer so right, stay tuned awesome. well here's your first foray into podcast yes. yes yes I have one final question and then I think are we gonna do we connect cards or do we uh I think I think we're like really Real, like yeah time. yeah you might well one last question right. when you become the president of the United States oh my goodness. could you please <laughs> um put siestas into effect so that we can have like a little nap a little nap okay I, I like that okay I think cool. so. that's I think your one know. request yeah I think that's, <laughs> yeah Frank, you get one too. that's what it would you, what would you what would you like to see I want you to make um meditation time like mandatory, mandatory. for everyone yeah. at 
kids in, in school. In school? Yeah. yeah, let's put it in school so that everyone takes it with them later on. Because I don't think everyone will just automatically adopt and do right. it. Mm-hmm. So please um, incorporate your whole, all of your ideas about mindfulness and being present into kindergarten curriculum. That right. is what I would ask for. Yeah. Done. On top of like all the policy the about policy healthcare. And and, like, and yeah, okay, that is like Green a given. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Women's health care being our own choice and that kind of thing. Oh, why didn't I ask for that? <laughs> no, no, that's obvious. That's obvious. Okay. No, for sure. That's like, the take care of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, the siestas and the meditation. Those are things you might forget. Exactly. So I just wanted to remind you. Yeah, so we gotta, I feel better. Thank you. <laughs> now we have it like on, on recording. Yep. This is official. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and so sign off on that. Permanent. What was it, like, 20 years from now? 20? I'm only 20. You got to be oh, at least 35. Oh, yeah, you have to be 35. So, yeah. I keep forgetting that you're only 20. I'll yeah. be waiting. Oh, 20 years from now. <laughs> we'll see where we're at. You need me on your campaign, just call. Oh, for sure. I will be the grandma making cookies oh, in 20 please. years. I don't even know. <laughs> we need cookies on the campaign as well. Oh, yeah. we'll be that old. Just kidding. Oh, no. I'll only be 50. Maybe you can still make cookies. Ish. So. I'll be like almost 50. Yeah. 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 All I just right. want to make sure right. that you got Cool, that cool. Too. The cookies, yeah. It's very important. Um... Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, Thank of course, you. it's my pleasure. No, Thank you. I feel like you should you should just do the show. I'm really glad so we could be <laughs> Yeah, you should just do your own <laughs> podcast. Like, no, I'm glad we can just hand this over to you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I, come on, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, let me know when Tony comes on. I, yeah, we'll I have you in. Okay. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. We have to. I'll, yeah, I'll email it right after this. Okay. Of course, yeah. everyone is welcome. And if you want to reach out to us, yeah, please email us at dearwaynestate at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Find us on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at dearwaynestate. We love talking to everybody and hearing from people. It makes our day way more exciting. For sure. So, thank you again yes, for being yes, here. Yes. Oh, this is, this I'm is so fun. excited for you. Yes, thank you. And uh, don't be a stranger. Oh, no. Bye. Bye. Bye.